Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Lauren Sweeney. I'm your host, Vice President here at Rise Up For You. We're excited you're joining us, whether you're listening to us live, watching us on our Facebook page, or listening perhaps on a commute to work or a nice little jog. Today's guest is going to bring it and we're excited. We have Tara Davinia here and we're going to learn a little bit about her, dive in and then talk about all of the things. She is a heart healing medicine musician. She creates songs to bring intentions into reality. And she draws on her experience as a corporate executive. She was a former vice president at Warner Music Group. She offered business coaching for creative entrepreneurs. And today we're going to talk about how to be a creative entrepreneur. Many of you are either leaders that are listening inside of a company, executives, or building your own business as well. We're going to talk about building organic following using authentic self-expression and generate a sustainable income using your gifts. Tara has worked with hundreds of musicians and record labels to generate tens of millions, tens of millions, that's a good amount, right? In digital music sales and over the last 10 years has helped dozens of entrepreneurs generate millions in income from creativity. Now, before you write off the notion that you're not creative, listen in as Tara and I talk about how you can bring it forth, even if you don't consider yourself that creative. Welcome to the podcast, Tara. We're excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. So I love this notion of creativity and I want to dive into that for a minute. Do people come to you a lot and say, well, I'm just not that creative or I'm not sure if my gifts and talents will translate. And then where do you go from there? Yeah, usually when people come to me, they're feeling a general lack of fulfillment and excitement about wherever they are in their business. Some of them have plateaued at a certain place where they're financially successful, but not having that much fun. Some of them haven't quite gotten started yet. And oftentimes they don't even know what their creative medium is. So we're starting at ground zero in terms of what to even pursue. But what I found is that absolutely everybody has at least one or many more areas where they're very, very creative. It's just a matter of unearthing them and uncovering them. And most of the time, it's actually just a matter of permission. Mm. Giving yourself the permission to unlock what's already there. So true. And it's oftentimes me acting as the um, person giving the permission, even though like no one needs my permission to be creative. There's something so helpful about having someone say, you know what, it's okay to prioritize spending an hour painting for no apparent reason, or it's okay to like make a necklace instead of, uh, you know, toiling away on your sales page. It makes I sense. It's actually valuable. Yeah. So do you find then that as people unlock this creativity that's within them, that they get better at whatever modality or if they're working on a business or they're a leader in a company, does it go hand in hand? Absolutely. I mean, not only does it go hand in hand with whatever they're offering and how they're running their business, but it shows up so much in terms of the marketing. It's absolutely, in my opinion, the key to organic marketing success. Oh. 
I love that. So as we, if we're watching or listening to our podcast today, and perhaps someone is thinking, I do feel stuck. I, I can relate to that. And I don't want to give myself permission because maybe it's a waste of time to be creative or whatever limiting beliefs we have, or I'm not that creative. Those are probably some common ones. Or what will people think of me if they knew I was painting in the middle of the day? What would you say to that if that's perhaps what someone is thinking? I think in that case, the most important thing to have is expanders and expanders are examples of other people who have succeeded along a path that you're interested in. So one thing I usually have people do is give me a list of maybe five people or companies whose marketing they're in love with, right? And then we examine that and look at how creativity is fueling that, you know, and, and we're not looking at large agencies or giant corporations here. We're looking at, you know, mid-size, small-size operations where it really is the creativity of that person, of the leader of that company or the entrepreneur in question. And then just observing how that person is becoming more and more magnetic to their clients. You'll see people beating down the door of these businesses even if the business makes it inconvenient or difficult to obtain what they're selling, people have to have it. And it's always due to creativity. And by having those examples, it helps shut down those limiting beliefs that it's not worthwhile or it's a waste of time or creativity has nothing to do with success when in fact, it's quite the opposite. Oh, I love that. I love looking at even the qualities that you might think of as some if you admire someone, for example, what are the qualities that you admire in them? And then how are those qualities inside of you as well? You viewing it is, is a note that you probably have them in you too. So talk with me, you were a the vice president at Warner Music. And did you use what you're now teaching others inside of what you did? Or did you have a breakthrough later? Yeah, I had a breakthrough later. I mean... I didn't really get to be creative at all. And it's not the fault of the company I worked for. It was just, I didn't have that sensibility. I thought creativity was something that the artists get to do and that um, work was something that I got to do. And so I really got fully into the corporate side of things. I was like knee deep in data and knee deep in marketing and not really into the creative side of things. And I got so bored and so empty and my soul started to cry and beg me to go do something else. And I actually had to fully walk away from my very successful corporate career in order to start discovering what I now know. I love that. I'm hearing as you're talking that really the gift that you give to others that we're giving to the listeners right now is that gift of synergy of collaboration, potentially. If you can do it, you could have that sense of creativity and that sense of giving to yourself, your true self, while possibly you're in that corporate executive job. Or like you talked about, it, you're magnetically attracting people to you as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I think that for those that have their own business or side hustle or starting their own thing, there is an opportunity there to become your own brand, right? And so there's even greater opportunity to integrate your own personal creativity into what you're doing versus on the corporate side, where you you certainly can, but you're definitely going to be doing that in a very different environment, an environment with a certain um, number of um, limitations and guidelines that you have to follow. Whereas if you're, you're doing your own thing, you get a chance to really blossom. 
And I know for myself, I, as I started out as a serious entrepreneur, I actually co-founded a company that I wasn't the face of. And that company continues to be very successful today. But again, like there's only so much that my creativity can blossom within that framework because it's not me as the face of things, right? Like I'm not the person actually putting myself out there. And that job of putting ourselves out there is the much harder job, right? Like it's the much more difficult thing to do to bear our soul and risk being um, criticized or ridiculed or made fun of or not liked, et cetera. And it's, it's, it brings up so much. And we all say that we want our own successful business where we're the face. We all say that we want fame and recognition, you know, I mean, most people. Um, but the truth is when it comes down to it, um, we will usually do anything we can to avoid being seen because of the terror of that judgment. And it takes something really special to be willing to put ourselves out there. But I do believe everyone can do it and everyone can get over that edge and find that place, that sweet spot of their own self-expression. Um, it just takes some guidance and some patience and um, putting one foot in front of the other. I hear that a lot. We we work with a lot of entrepreneurs and starting a business or scaling their business. And oftentimes we will tell them, we want you to do a, a video. People want to see you. They want to they want to like, know, and trust you. And how will they do that if they don't see you? And they, most people we tell that to, they won't do it. They are terrified to get on video. And it does relate to what you just said, that you're putting yourself out there. And what will people think of me? And the judgment. Yet, when people see you, they also are going to trust you more and want to do business with you. So what would you say to someone that's listening and they're saying, yes, that's me. I don't want to put myself out there, but I know I need to. Well, I would share a particular story of the first time that I made a video for my business. So this was for my very first life purpose coaching business um, almost 10 years ago now. And I decided I wanted to make a promo video. And so a friend filmed me and was trying to give me some guidance on how to look a bit better on the video. And he was trying to point out that I was looking a bit strange, basically. Sure. And so he showed me the playback. And I, I just, I looked like a crazy person. Like I, I looked like I belonged like in an institution of arts. Like I just didn't know how to be on video. And so I looked ridiculous and nobody saw it but me. But my psyche got so freaked out by it that like every part of my body started breaking down. I got all these weird ailments. I had to go through this whole, like my back collapsed, like all these things happened. And it took me a long, like four weeks to figure out it was all because of the terror within me around being seen and looking horrible and looking silly. But it was such a breakthrough after that because I, I kind of encountered the worst of the worst, even though nothing actually happened to me from the outside it then freed me, you know, like I went through it and then I was able to get on video and be okay. And, you know, mm -hmm. learn and realize that it's okay. We can watch ourselves and see if we look crazy and adjust ourselves. And, you know, like there's things we can do to improve. And that also um, we're our own worst critic, of course. So yeah. I would just say, if you're feeling scared, I would just try filming yourself. You don't have to share it with anybody or just show it to a close friend or something. And do that a few times until you like what you see. And if you don't like what you see, you can get somebody to give you some pointers or you can um, take a course on how to show up better on video. Like there's definitely things you can do to build your own confidence, but it's actually uh, surprisingly not that hard. Like you do it all the time when you're FaceTiming a friend or on a Zoom call and you're totally relaxed. And really that's 
that's actually all that you have to do. Like there's not really a huge skill. It's more just removing all the things that are in between um, us showing up and being ourselves, you know, and, um, and putting on kind of a, trying to put on a face or a veneer. Yeah. I found with practice, it, it gets easier. And then when somebody actually likes the video, you're like, oh, you do? I should make some more. Like it, it gets easier and easier. And today you just pick up your iPhone or your Android and literally there's some amazing filters. I like the sparkle filter. I mean, I just look awesome in that one. And you could just film something right there. I also love repurposing. I'll make a reel and save it before I add music just with the subtitles and then repurpose it for my LinkedIn or wherever people want to see you showing up because it does show that you're confident. And yes, you might not be confident while you're listening to this, but exactly what you're saying, Tara, you get started and you push past that limiting belief. I was coaching someone yesterday and she said, I'm just not going to be any good at making a video. And I said, but you've never made one. <laughs> and I said, you're going to let that limiting belief stop you. And she's like, okay, I guess you're right. Okay. <laughs> That's some really good coaching. It's, it's getting, getting everyone to get past that initial limiting belief, right? And allowing it saying, are you going to tell me that's not true? <laughs> Almost talking back to the, those limiting voices in our heads, right? Absolutely. I love that. So what do you enjoy most about what you do right now? I just love that I can have so much fun doing what I do that I've kind of eliminated almost all of the stuff that I don't like doing. I've outsourced at this point. Um, so I could just spend my days being really creative, working on my music album, working on my clothing line, playing around. Um, I'm really getting into video more and like I'm about to start uh, building a presence on TikTok and doing reels. And um, I get to mentor people who aren't necessarily even just in it for the money. Like the people that I'm mentoring right now, they just want to be expressed and creative and they would love to get paid for that. And then they do. Um, but it's not their priority, actually. Their priority is just feeling the fulfillment of being able to fully express themselves and feeling absolutely perfectly aligned with what they're doing or getting there step by step. And so that's what I love so much is that I get to contribute to more amazing art being put out into the world and to converting more marketing into amazing art. Ah, oh, I love that. When people really are looking for fulfillment today. I think more than ever, right? The great resignation of 2021 that really hasn't ended yet now that we're in 2022 and people feeling fulfilled and to be self-expressed like you're saying. Yeah, because otherwise, what's the point? It's like a lot of times, most entrepreneurs, we start out, we hustle, we make a bunch of money and then inevitably we hit that point where it's like, what? why am I doing this? I'm working 12 hours a day seven days a week. Um, I'm working more than I ever did in my corporate job at the ink. I'm probably making an effective $10 an hour, even though I brought in thousands of dollars. You know, like it's everyone gets there at some point. And so I love helping people skip that step and just build a business that's really fun. Mm. I love that. And you've been through that, right? You went on that journey. I'm sure you made great <laughs> money at, as the vice president of Warner Music. And then made great money as an entrepreneur, but I love that you just dropped the little like, oh yeah, my clothing line and you know, my music album, like no big deal. I'm just doing these things that most people probably dream about, especially as a little kid. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I've also given myself permission to have five businesses, which most people would tell you is crazy and not reasonable and not doable. And that one business is going to suffer at the expense of the other. But I've actually found that that's not necessarily true, that there's a golden thread that links them all together. And that it's for me, it's much more fun to have like a day of the week focused on each business and to be able to outsource the things that I can't manage time-wise. I just love the opportunity to have outlets for this creativity. And I also love to monetize what I'm already doing. Like music could have been a hobby, but now I get paid to do it. You know, things like that really light me up. I love that. And going back to what you said about delegating, that's such a good one. Talk to so many entrepreneurs and they don't delegate. They're like almost scared, like making a video. <laughs> they are like, oh, delegation, but I'm the best at it. But, but, but who would I even outsource to? But what if they do it wrong? Like all those limiting beliefs. What yeah. would you say to that? Oh, okay. I love this topic. So there's a couple things I would say. One is delegating is like dating. It's not always right the first time. You have to look around, you have to give it time and you have to have faith that it's worth it on the other side. So let's say, for example, you want to hire your first virtual assistant, right? So you're probably hoping you go out, you hire someone and it works out perfectly and you sail off into the sunset and you can trust that person 100%. Okay, that's almost never the case. It takes a few tries before you get that right fit. Oftentimes, not always, sometimes you get lucky. Um, so I would say as you delegate, start with small bite-sized low-risk projects, right? Like you could have someone work on a very small project that you could just not even utilize if it doesn't work out, right? Start to get to know how that person works and then take some risks in terms of how much you're trusting them and see how it goes and just know that you can always recover. You can always recover. Um, the worst thing you can do though is get married before you date, you know, which is to commit to somebody and then have it turn out really poorly and invest all sorts of time and resources that you then have to catch up from. The other thing that people do that I think um, can be an inhibiting process is not let people go when it's not working out, right? Like as soon as it's not working out, if you've, you know, if you can just tell in your gut that it's not a fit, you've got to move on. So that's number one. Number two is that we think of delegation as, okay, I'm really good at something, but I'm going to have someone else do um, that thing, right? But also delegation is where I'm not good at this. I actually can't do this. And I'm going to have someone bring in a skill set that I don't possess. And this is really important with creativity because let's say I uh, decide I want to produce a bunch of TikTok videos, right? Just, which is what is going to happen. Um, and I don't have a lot of skill set with video production. Okay, well, it's going to take me, I have, a, there's a big learning curve for me to get there. And I'm already a busy entrepreneur, right? Like I don't have time to master the art of video. So for me, I'm going to hire a video producer to help me with this, to help me execute the concepts. And there's no shame in hiring someone to help you with the pieces, the mechanics of your art so that you can bring your vision to life. And a lot of us think that we can't do that or that's cheating or that doesn't work. But if you think about it, most music artists, they work with a music producer, you know, people who are in movies, actors and films aren't also directing the movie. Like we're not actually meant to do every single part of everything. Life is collaborative. Our businesses are collaborative and so are our art pro projects. Oh, I love that. Dating, we should have titled the podcast that, right? Delegation is like dating. <laughs> Don't get married before you date your your new virtual assistant. Yes, I love that. And that giving a small project, 
maybe not giving everything and then having to backtrack it, or if it doesn't work out, letting them go. It's okay. You might go on a bad date. That's all right. That's kind of the point of it. I love that. It's so smart to do that. And that probably allows you to have the five businesses because you said, I love them and I get to work in my joy zone. It's what I heard you saying. And then delegate the pieces either you're not good at or you don't enjoy. So you can have the time and the freedom to just also be fulfilled and live your life. A hundred percent. And it gives us the opportunity to accomplish so much more. Absolutely. I love that. So tell us how we can find you, Tara. And I know we have your website as well. So if you're listening and not watching, it's Tara Divina. So it's T-A-R-A-D-I-V-I-N-A.com. What will we find there? You'll find um, information about me and the coaching services and programs that I offer, as well as some links to my music. Though if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, you can just simply search for Tara Divina and check it out. I've been releasing a song every few weeks as part of my new album. That is amazing. I definitely want to check that out. I love it. Well, we love to ask kind of a final question to everyone. And that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? To me, Rise Up For You means not settling for anything in life that doesn't feel true to you, right? And so for me, for example, there've been moments in my life where something doesn't feel in alignment, something doesn't feel quite right. And I can see that it's gonna require a lot of time, energy, faith, and work to change the situation. And I have to really marshal my resources to do that. You know, it's like the inertia of just staying in the same situation. It's so much easier to just remain there than to really take the risks and the leaps of faith necessary to move forward and get into alignment. Even if you don't know what alignment might look like, to do the thing that really lights up your heart and lights up your soul takes so much courage. And so rise up for you means taking those leaps and never saying I'm too tired or I can't make it happen, like finding a way to show up for ourselves so that we can live a life we're truly proud of, truly excited by, feels really alive. Mm, I love that. This has been a fantastic, alive conversation. I hope that those listening and watching have felt invigorated to try something new, to unlock and give themselves permission. All the different things that we talked about today, definitely check out her website and, and your music on Spotify. Tara, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. I loved it. We went all over the place today from entrepreneurship to leading a company to just unlocking your creativity. And I want to let you know that we now have at Rise Up For You a power coaching program. It's as low as $149 a month. You can grab a power coach today and you can simply go to our website, riseupforyou.com or grab your free confidence kit there, riseupforyou.com. And we will see you next time on the podcast. In the meantime, rise up for you and have an amazing day.